Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Um, unfortunately, it's end of the year grades. Um, you know, I was hopefully, you know, planning on doing this sometime in February. We're doing it in January and it absolutely sucks. So let's just get to it. I'm going to do this in two parts tonight. I'm going to do the defense next week. I'm going to do the offense. Hopefully by that point, we'll have hired an offensive coordinator. Um, so we'll have something else to talk about as well, but let's just dive into it here. I mean, um, the big news with the defense is one, Jim Schwartz will be the defensive coordinator next year. He did not get the Cleveland Browns head coaching job. And speaking of defensive coordinators, we lost our secondary coach or our cornerback coach, Corey Unlin. He's a secondary coach. He's heading to um, Detroit to be their defensive coordinator. Not a big loss. I know a lot of people were trying in the media this week to make it sound like Corey Unlin's a great coach and it's a big loss, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't see anybody in the secondary really improve under his tenure. I don't believe he's really all that as a as a secondary coach. Um, we had a bunch of average corners. He never made any of them above average. I never seen any of our corners really improve from when they got here. You may have gotten more out of some of the guys than you thought you would have when you drafted them, but that just might be that player was just better than where he was drafted. That happens. Avante Maddox, you know Jalen Mills. I mean, I rag on Jalen Mills, but he was a seventh round pick. We kind of stole him. Um, but we'll talk more about the secondary in a little bit. I want to start first with the defensive line. Let's go through the defensive line. The grade, I'm going to grade by position group, not just individual players that would take forever. And it's kind of stupid because how do you grade somebody like Deshaun Hall who really didn't play? Um, but overall, the defensive line for me gets a C-. minus. C- minus because far too often this season the defensive line was invisible in regards to rushing the passer reason they're getting a C- minus and not an F is because we were so great this season against the run. Um, we play a wide nine on defense, which, you know, that's that scheme is very susceptible to letting running backs kind of run free. The whole plan is you want to shut down the passing game, not the running game. But for some reason, the Eagles were fantastic at stopping the run. And that has a lot to do with, obviously, we have the best defensive tackle in football, in my opinion, Fletcher Cox, who, by the way, gets an A-plus this season. Um, I know his numbers were not what they were last year. I'll give him an individual grade. He gets an A+. Um, he was hurt to start the season coming off of surgery, and guess what? Once Fletcher Cox got healthy, and by the way, he was never really healthy because he had a triceps injury the whole season. Uh, Fletcher Cox was dominant. He was absolutely dominant. He was the best player on the field for us in the Seattle game, the playoff game, the biggest game of the season. He single-handedly was trying to win the damn game by himself. Um, A-plus Fletcher Cox. Thank God he's on our team. Now, the whole plan this season was that you know Jim Schwartz knows how good Fletcher Cox was, and he wanted to get Fletcher Cox some help. That was supposed to be Malik Jackson. Well, Malik Jackson went down in the first half of the first game. Then you know we had Hassan Ridgeway, and Hassan Ridgeway ended up getting hurt. You know we we went into the game against Buffalo. Tim Jernigan was hurt. We're playing Fletcher Cox with two practice squad players, Albert Huggins and you know Anthony Rush. It's 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 incredible that this team was able to um you know hold together especially against the run from the defensive tackle position with the the amount of injuries they had and you know Cox he ate double team after double team this season um we're just incredibly fortunate to have somebody like Fletcher Cox I know his sack numbers weren't what people wanted he only had three and a half sacks it wasn't the 10 sacks he had a year ago but please this team remember very lucky to have Fletcher Cox but 
let's go more into the defensive ends because that's where I think the problem is with our defensive line. Brandon Graham, great player, still the best defensive end on the team, even at his, um, you know, I think he's 31 now. But, you know, he led the team in sacks this season, eight and a half sacks, which was, you know, pretty damn good. But that's the problem. Brandon Graham is still the best defensive end on this team. That leads me to the guy we drafted in 2017 with the 14th overall pick. You know, we could have got T.J. Watt. We got this guy, Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett is nothing more than a colossal disappointment to me. He's undisciplined. You know, he had a big penalty in the Seahawks game. We lost that game, in essence, because he roughed the passer, which would have set up a third and goal. And if the, if the Seahawks kick a, field, uh, kick a field goal there, who knows what that game ends up being. Regardless... Very disappointing uh, from Derek Barnett. He only had six and a half sacks. You know, you don't, you didn't pick Derek Barnett at fourteen to get six and a half sacks. And I know he was hurt. That's another problem. He can't stay healthy. And like I said, the penalties. He's undisciplined. So it's like, what are you really getting when you get Derek Barnett out on the field? Then you know, I had to hear about Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat was putting up just similar numbers to Jevion Clowney, which was completely proven false in terms of the way they impact the game. Um, when we played the Seahawks, obviously, in the playoffs, Genevieve Clowney, you know, ruined the game for the Eagles. Josh Sweat, I didn't even hear his name mentioned. You know, here's the thing with the defensive ends. You know, you look at Graham, slightly above average. Barnett, when he's not acting like an idiot, maybe slightly above average. Vinny Curry. I know Vinny Curry, it was a great year for him. It was being the third end, not really expecting to have to play that much. Vinny Curry had, what, five sacks? He was he overperformed his contract, that's obvious. But he's an average football player. I mean, he had a block field goal in that playoff game. Vinny Curry was, was definitely somebody who helped this team. But, you know, especially next year, he's a year older. He's an average football player. Josh Sweat, average. You know, Sharif Miller, couldn't even get on the field for this team. He's got potential. So, I, I mean, I can't even grade him. He didn't play. You know, Deshaun Hall, great preseason for us. For some reason, couldn't get on the field for this team. You know, then then you look at Jannard Avery. We trade for him. Trade a fourth-round pick. Can't incorporate him into the defense this year. Joe Osman got hurt in the preseason. He was going to be this joker. It was going to be this little wrinkle that Schwartz was finally going to throw into the defense. Couldn't do it. I, I don't know what the plan is. For next season with the defensive line, um, you know, Vinnie Curry's a free agent. You know, Derek Barnett, they're going to have an option on if they want to, you know, give him an extension now. I don't see that happening, but, you know, uh, we have a lot of tough decisions here. I'm assuming the team isn't going to really do much at defensive end because you're almost hamstrung. You gave you know Graham a bigger contract. You're going to up Barnett. You're obviously going to probably exercise the option because you have no choice. Um, you're, you're going to you have to develop Sharif Miller. They traded a fourth round pick for Avery. So everybody who thinks you know maybe the Eagles are going to try to target a pass rusher in the NFL draft, I don't I don't see that. They have enough prospects on their team at defensive end. It's time to sink or swim. They need a proven commodity. Drafting a defensive end is just adding to what you have, and that's prospects, that's potential, that's hope. If they're going to go out and sign somebody, that's one thing. They could go and do that. I have no problem. But again, it's going to be at what cost? They didn't draft Miller in the fourth round to have him sit for a year and then not try to have him you know, develop into a player for them next season. He's going to play. Osman's going to be back. You're going to give him a shot to play. 
Jannard Avery, you traded a fourth-round pick for him because next year he's going to play, and he should play. He actually does have the one thing this team lacks, and that's some speed. They need speed on the edge. If you're going to play a wide nine, you need speed from your defensive ends. You know, it, let's let's move forward now to linebacker. Linebacker for me is, eh? You know, I mean, but how much better can it be? This team does not invest in linebacker. It's clearly not a position that the Eagles value. We know that. Let's let's go through who we have at linebacker here. You know, Nigel Bradham. He's got an eight million dollar option next season. Unfortunately, Nigel Bradham is not an $8 million linebacker anymore. A couple years ago, yes. I know he took a pay cut last year for us, or this season we just had. But he, he's just not a three-down linebacker anymore. He was a very good player two years ago. He's not a very good player anymore. You know, um, Nate Gary. Nathan Gary, he's, just, he's not good. He's an all-right covering linebacker. He's a horrible tackler, though. He's a safety. Camus Grugier-Hill's the same thing. Safety. And again, I'm not going to really judge that guy because he got hurt in the preseason. He sprained his MCL. It was a pretty severe injury. Came back week four. He came back early. Never really got in the group, and then he got hurt again. Got the concussion in Miami, and that was it. I don't know if he's back. Didn't sound like it the way he was talking at the end of the year, you know, when, when he got hurt, you know, that he had a concussion, didn't want to come out. His agent was supposedly upset with how the Eagles handled it. You know, not too encouraging. You know, I, I, TJ Edwards, now, like, for instance, if you want a run-stopping line, linebacker, which, you know, Nigel Bradham is, well, TJ Edwards can do that job. He could do it at the level Bradham did do it at, and he's uh, obviously clearly much cheaper. I don't think Bradham's back. I don't think Grugier Hill's back. I would think that, you know what, how about this for a name? Nobody talks about this. I, I've i heard a lot of people going over the team and this, that, and the other. Nobody's saying this name, and I think this kid could play. I was impressed with him in the preseason. I like Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton, to me, I think can play. For some reason, Schwartz gets his favorites and doesn't want to give other people chances. That's true. That's obvious. I'm not making that up. Because there's just no way you're going to tell me Nathan Gary's better than Alex Singleton. He's just more comfortable with Nathan Gary for some reason. He's been here. He could call the defense. Whatever. You got to give guys some chances here. I mean, we're 9-7 and seven, two straight years. I don't care what you try to tell me. The linebacker position has not been that good for the Eagles, especially in coverage. We get beat by tight ends all the time. I'm a guy who's a big fan of Alex Singleton. I think that it, you might have a player there. And if you don't want to draft heavy at linebacker, which they clearly don't, then you're going to have to try to find some gems. And if you have them, you can't be afraid to go out and give these guys some chances. You have to do it. How do you find gems? By giving guys chances. You found it at wide receiver this year with a guy like Greg Ward. You finally gave him a chance and you said, oh, wow, he actually could play. Well, how about give Alex Singleton a shot? You know, the, the, the linebackers this year, the grade for them? C- minus again? I mean, we didn't really have a linebacker that impacted the game. Like, there was not a game this season where I watched and I go, man, our, our you know, blank linebacker had took over. It never happened. And that's by design with the Eagles. They don't invest in the linebacker position. 
Do I think that we can draft a linebacker? For sure. I actually do think that this is possible. I could see a spending, you know, again, is it, is it going to be a first-round pick? No. Are they going to spend a second-round pick on a linebacker? Potentially, yeah, I could see that. I could see second round and down where we might try to snag a linebacker in either the second or third round for sure. Am I predicting that? No, because, I mean, we've only drafted, what, Kendricks was a second-round pick, Jordan Hicks was a third-round pick. Those two guys ended up actually being pretty good too, so it shows that you could draft them there and it does kind of work out, but just knowing how this team operates and you know what we need really going in, it's 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 if they do... It's going to have to be somebody they think is the best player on the board by leaps and bounds. So let's go to secondary here. Like I said, Corey Onlin's out. Let's talk about the corners first. Corners are where we're going to probably see the most turnover on the roster. Ronald Darby's a free agent. 0.001% chance Ronald Darby's an eagle next year. You know, we traded for Ronald Darby right before the 2017 season. You know, he dislocated his ankle game one, ended up coming back, and he ended up playing pretty well. We won the Super Bowl with Ronald Darby at corner. I'll be forever thankful. But, you know, he's he's been hurt far too often. He gets hurt every season. And, you know, Ronald Darby looked like he had gotten worse from, you know, 2017. Like I said, he lost his instincts. He was not playing well this season. He wasn't playing well at all. So Ronald Darby, to me, he's going to go. We're not, we're not going to retain Ronald Darby. Jalen Mills? Now, Jalen Mills, to me, I think is more likely that we do retain him. One, he was drafted by the Eagles, so I, I know Jim Schwartz loves Jalen Mills. He loves his fire. He's slow, though. On a team that's slow, he's slow. I, He's a double move waiting to happen. Again, seventh-round pick. Did the Eagles get value out of Jalen Mills? Hell yeah, we won a Super Bowl with him starting on the outside. A lot of people think he's going to be gone for sure. I don't. I I don't. I don't see it at all. I think they are going to re-sign Jalen Mills. And I mean, here's the thing. You're going to re-sign him, and it shouldn't cost you that much because, like I said, Jalen Mills isn't that good. It's not like you're 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 stealing when you sign Jalen Mills. I, I Again, maybe he was hurt. He was getting coming off his injury. I mean, he was bad in 2018. He came back for us midway through this season. So, again, when you're getting healthy, you're not necessarily getting better. Maybe next season he could be improved. I don't know. I'd be more interested in seeing if you wanted to try to develop Jalen Mills at safety. He played safety at LSU. People don't, like, for some reason remember that. But he did play safety at LSU. I think he's a smart football player. I do think he is a good football player. You know, uh, can he be like Tyron Matthew? Probably not. But, you know, the Honey Badger was a corner at LSU. He's a safety in the NFL. And he's a damn good one. Those LSU guys, you know, they turn out to be pretty damn good defensive football players. And I think Jalen Mills is a good football player for the talent he has. I just think maybe he's playing out of position. And if, you know, a team that has no really young safeties, if you wanted to take a flyer and maybe make Jalen Mills your, your third safety, a la like you did with Andrew Sandejo this year and Epps and, you know, last year was the Corey Graham role, then do that. That's something I would be interested in doing. Do that with him or Rasul Douglas, either or, because neither of them could play corner. They're too slow. For the system the Eagles play where they put corners on islands, those guys are too slow. That's the problem. That's why we get beat deep constantly. 
For Schwartz's system to work, you need guys that have good instincts and can play with speed. That's the truth. Help the guy out. It's it's year five of Schwartz being here as the defensive coordinator, and Howie Roseman still has not figured this concept out. I mean, he tried with Sidney Jones. He was supposed to be the answer. Unfortunately, Sidney Jones got hurt. Then he got hurt again. Then he got hurt one more time. Then he kept getting hurt. Then he lost his confidence. Then he was hurt. Then he lost his confidence some more, and then he got hurt. And then finally here in the last four weeks of the season, he made a couple plays. It took that long for him to actually show that he could kind of play. Am I willing to go into next season saying, you know what, let Sidney Jones start on the outside first? Absolutely not. You insane? This guy hasn't shown me he could play a full football game without getting hurt. He's an injury waiting to happen. He is injury prone. Is he going to be on the team? Of course, they're going to. They, he was a draft pick here. They could pick up his option. They'd, they'd be fools to not. My prediction would be Mills back, Douglas. I mean, Douglas isn't even a free agent, and, and and I'm not sold on Douglas being on the team next year. Put it like this: If Douglas and Mills are on the team, they're not going to be. Both aren't going to be corners. One of them's getting moved. They have to. And, and this whole idea that a lot of people think Avante Maddox is locked in on the inside, I don't think so. I think Craven LeBlanc has a, a very serious shot to be the nickel corner, and I think Maddox can move outside. I do see that happening. I think Maddox, who actually has some better instincts, I think he could develop into being a good outside corner. I think they're going to move Avante Maddox outside. I think you're going to see Craven LeBlanc be our slot, and the other outside corner is a huge question mark. Again, people want to blow the position up. That's great. Well, how are you fixing it? What do you think? Great corners grow on trees? Jalen Ramsey is a ram. You think you're going to draft one in the first round? Okay, cool. Go ahead. Now you have a rookie still playing on the outside. If you feel comfortable with that, that's great and cool. I get it. But we have a bigger need on this team than first-round cornerback. And then what? You're gonna pick one in the second round. Then okay, cool. Well, then guess what? You're not de- you're not depending on a second round cornerback to start on the outside for you for a team you think could win the Super Bowl. And if you think the Eagles aren't trying to win a Super Bowl next year, then you're completely out of your mind. They didn't pay Carson Wentz thirty million dollars a year to not be good. So this team wants to win now. They're gonna do it in a different way. They're not gonna rely on guys that won it two years ago. That's what the GM said at least. But you got to figure out who's going to be the other outside corner. Is it going to be Jalen Mills? Is it going to be Rasul Douglas? Or is it going to be somebody from the outside? I don't see it being a draft pick. My prediction, like I said, Maddox outside, LeBlanc in the middle. And and right now I'll go Mills as the other outside corner because I know they won't. They don't want to move him to safety. But they better move him or Douglas. They better start cross-training one of those guys to be that third safety, especially because you are eventually going to need somebody to replace Malcolm Jenkins. Now, that's a big thing. Here's the thing. Is Malcolm Jenkins on this team next year? He wants a new contract. Well, he's under contract, so he's technically going to be on the team. It's just, is he going to play? Like I said before, and I'll say it again, I would re-up Malcolm Jenkins. I'd give that guy an extension or you know a raise, whatever he's looking for, because guys, this is a team where everybody gets hurt and that guy doesn't. He is the unquestioned leader of this team. I mean, we, the, the Eagles themselves tout it. They show you videos of these these post-game you know, huddles that they have, and it's always Malcolm Jenkins leading these, these speeches because he's the leader. And we're just going to let Malcolm Jenkins go? Listen, I know Jeffrey Lurie 
regrets ever letting Brian Dawkins go. He's not going to do it again. And again, I am not saying that Malcolm Jenkins is Brian Dawkins. He's not. But Malcolm Jenkins led this team in tackles last season. Malcolm Jenkins played his best football at the end of this season. Malcolm Jenkins has been a fantastic Philadelphia Eagles, one of the greatest free agent acquisitions we've ever had. We're just going to let him go because he didn't get hurt, because he was reliable, because we could count on him, and because he's a great leader? No. Give him what he wants. Bring him in. Now, McLeod. McLeod, another great free agent um, acquisition by the Eagles. You know, McLeod's a free agent. What do you do with Rodney McLeod? I personally say bring Rodney McLeod back as well. You don't have any buddy behind these guys. So what is the thought process? You don't have anybody in the wings to take over at safety. You're going to let Malcolm Jenkins uh, potentially not play. You're going to let Rodney McLeod go. What then guess what we are? You got the Jaquan Jarrett's of the world. You got the freaking um, Nate Allen's of the world again. You want that? You remember those times? I do. I'll never forget them. I still get freaking, you know, nightmares thinking about those two guys having to play safety for us. It was horrible. It was horrible. We were lucky we had a guy like Kirk Coleman. Remember him? He was a seventh-round pick. He had to play for us and, and ended up being a pretty damn good football player. That's lucky. You're just comfortable saying, let's get rid of McLeod and Jenkins and restart. Okay, cool. Guess what? You don't get McLeods and Jenkins. They don't grow on trees either. Oh, well, we could sign somebody else. I heard somebody saying, like, Jimmy Ward is a free... Like, please. Just because you struck gold once getting a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, teams aren't stupid anymore. Like, Sean Payton talks openly about how that's, like, the biggest mistake they ever made was letting Malcolm Jenkins go. And, and I know he means it because he's not an idiot. Maybe a crybaby, but he's not an idiot. Secondary for me this year, the grade, I'm going to grade them both. I'm going to give corners a grade, uh, and that grade is an F. I thought the corners were horrible this season. Um, safeties, I'm going to give them a B. You know, it, we didn't turn the ball over enough, and, and to be fair, they're not really playing safety. But McLeod coming off an injury, you know, Jenkins didn't miss any games. I, I'd give the, the safeties a B. You know, they, they could be even a B+. Plus. I thought the safeties played pretty damn well. But, you know, we had a couple games this season where we had miscommunications, you know, with the safeties where people get beat on double moves and, and run and goes like the Giants game. You know, there was confusion with McLeod, who he was supposed to guard. The Vikings game, Jenkins was out of place. So, I mean, they had their mistakes this season, sure. But if I'm this team next year, McLeod and, and Jenkins are still my safeties. They're not going to be that expensive either. People are going to talk to you about how, well, when Rodney McLeod became a free agent, there was like four teams bidding for him and the Eagles won. Well, Rodney McLeod was also four years younger. Just saying. Safety, you could play older too because, again, it's not a speed position. You're not reliant on somebody's speed at safety. You just have to have good instincts. And, and a lot of our safeties play in the box anyway. And McLeod's physical and Jenkins are physical. So it's like, that's kind of what you want. And until you have two guys ready to go behind them, no way do I move on. Now that's a position, absolutely, I could see the Eagles addressing in the draft and addressing early. I think if you're looking at what they're doing defensively here, um, their, their primary targets, um, I could see defensive tackle. I could see, I, like I said, do they need an end? Absolutely, they need a defensive end. Are they going to address defensive end? Probably not because they have five guys already under contract for it. 
Linebacker, absolutely, they're, they need to address it. Do I think they're going to make it an early priority? No, because they've told us they don't prioritize the linebacker position. Now, corner, yeah, I could see maybe potentially them taking a corner very early. I would pr- uh, prioritize safety, number one, because we're talking about releasing our two safeties when we don't have any damn backups for them. You know, people are just so eager to move on from McLeod and Jenkins, and they don't realize, oh, yeah, there's nothing behind them. Overall, this year for the defense and the grade I'll give Jim Schwartz, I thought Jim Schwartz should get, you know, B plus. Really, for this season, the amount of injuries we had, uh, there was a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the, uh, of the football as well, especially at D tackle. My God, um, you know, our defense kept us in so many games. I know they had a couple bad games here, especially you know Dallas, Miami, you know Minnesota. They were they were ugly, sure. Even Green Bay was was ugly. But, you know, you gave up 17 points in a playoff game. You gave up 17 points to the Patriots this year. 17 points to the Seahawks in the regular season. You know, the, the defense was, was great in that second half against the Giants at home in that Monday night game. They stepped up in the Dallas game. I mean, Dallas didn't even score a touchdown. The defense was definitely the better side of the ball for us this year. B plus overall. Lucky that we're going to have Jim Schwartz back too. I know a lot of people were potentially, you know, happy to see maybe we might have to move on from Jim Schwartz. Not me. Not me at all. And, you know, I know I touched on a lot of uh, things here with with the free agency. Uh, Just again, here are the free agents that will be for the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Nigel Bradham, there's a team option there. But like I said, Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, um, Vinnie Curry, Timmy Jernigan, uh, Camus Grugier-Hill, Jalen Mills, Craig James. Um, Those are the free agents, Hassan Ridgeway. Those are the free agents for the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I, I... I think we'll see a couple of those guys come back. I, I could definitely see a guy like Ridgeway. Ridgeway was playing a lot better. I mean, he's going to be a cheap option, especially at defensive tackle. You're getting Malik Jackson back next year. You know, you, you got to knock on wood. Doesn't blow his leg out in game one again. But, you know, I, like I said, back to Schwartz. A lot of people wanted Schwartz out. I'm glad he's coming back. Grass is not always greener. Jim Schwartz is a good defensive coach. He's a great defensive coach. Yeah, he does some stupid things sometimes, but... You know, our, our second-half defense is one of the best in the NFL over the last uh, four years. I know he didn't make the adjustments in the Dolphins game, and yes, that does bother me. But after that Dolphins game, he made a lot of adjustments. He blitzed more this season than he had ever done before. Because, again, he's running that wide nine. His goal of the wide nine is that he could lay back in, uh, in coverage. You know, he could have the maximum amount of guys covering and not having to, you know, use them to rush the quarterback. But he did show that he, if it's not working, he will adjust and he will bring pre, uh, bring some pressure. I mean, we ran a corner blitz this season. It might have been the first one we ran in four years. Now, next week, I will go over the offense. It'll be a little bit more interesting because, like I said, the defense was the better side of the ball. And there's a lot of things to talk about on offense. You know, we're going to talk about the free agents on the offense, especially, you know, wide receivers could be a fun discussion. I think offensive line is going to be a fun discussion. Hell, even running back, you know, even quarterback. It's Carson Wentz and who? Hopefully at this point, too, we'll 
we'll have an offensive coordinator. That's why I'm kind of waiting for it. I want to. I, I, I'm hearing the name James Urban now. He's the quarterbacks coach for the Ravens. I'm hearing a wide receivers coach. Maybe we go Bobby Ingram. I know they want Heinz Ward. I heard um, nothing on Sanjay Lau. He was the wide receivers coach for the Cowboys. It's kind of disappointing. I think he'd be a good option. But whatever. Um, you know, Bobby Ingram's a tight end coach for the Ravens. I mean, here's the thing. Um, you know, Wide L, he's he's the player ops or the player uh, personnel guy now for the Eagles. So, you know, we're definitely going to be a team that probably favors going towards Baltimore Ravens guys more often. We did with Joe Douglas, and it worked out great. The Ravens are a great organization. If you're going to freaking start poaching guys from anybody, that's probably a good way or a good place to start. They win. Urban was with the Eagles, you know, back in the day, and then you know we kicked him out. Um, but he should get a lot of credit for the development of Lamar Jackson. And I'm sure Doug Peterson sees that, and that's something he's interested in. Like I said, offensive coordinator, I'm hoping it's somebody that can provide a fresh perspective. I think Doug needs a fresh perspective. I think it's something he craves. And that that's a sign of a good head coach. You have to be willing to take advice from other uh, voices. You have to be able to incorporate what other people are saying. You can't think you have you know the hear-all, end-all in terms of knowledge. And I'm hoping, you know, when, when we do announce the offensive coordinator, we see that maybe Doug is giving, you know, not not necessarily power up, but showing that, you know, he's not afraid of somebody to come in and push him and give him more ideas. He wants to improve. This guy wants to win. I know he was upset about having a fire grow and having to fire Carson Walsh because he thought they did a good job for what they were given. And, you know, maybe they did in some respects, but, you know, Jeffrey Lurie doesn't want to be mediocre either. But again, I'll be back next week. We'll go over the offense. We'll give some grades there. Um, probably a little bit more interesting. Um, but until then, and unless some big breaking news happens, um, you know. Oh, before I go, I do want to talk about, you know, there are two games this week. It's the um, the 49ers and the uh, Packers in the NFC title game. I would say, you know, prediction time. Uh, I'll, I'll take the 49ers. I think their defense is incredible. Nothing against Green Bay. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, you have a shot. Don't think that. I mean, don't think you don't have a shot with Aaron Rodgers. I know Green Bay went in there and got stomped out by San Francisco earlier this season. Um, I think this game will be a lot closer. Seven points is the line right now. Um, but, you know, San Francisco's defense is just so good. Their, their front four is so good. Richard Sherman is playing like he's 10 years younger. I just and Jimmy Garoppolo's good, man. Kyle Shanahan's good. He's a great coach. Their running game is great. They play this old school offense. You know, you, you see the the fullback use check. I mean, the the Forty ers do a lot of good things. Football gets complicated. It's like Shanahan just likes to run it simple, and it's just it works. And good for him. He's a great coach. And then you know the NFC or the AFC title game. You got the the Chiefs and the Titans. Listen, I I love Andy Reid. Andy Reid gave, gave everything he had to Philadelphia. If you're not rooting for Andy Reid, I, I don't know what to tell you. And I am rooting really hard. I, I really want to see Andy Reid win. We have a Super Bowl. People don't have to be bitter. It's okay to root for Andy Reid. He was the greatest coach in Philadelphia Eagles history. And he still is. I know Peterson has a Super Bowl, but my God, until he has a run of you know, epic proportions like Andy did. And again, hey, Doug's on his way. I mean, we made the playoffs three straight years. 
I know two of these years we've only had nine wins coming off a Super Bowl, which is disappointing. But, you know, hey, maybe, maybe next year it turns around for Peterson. We win 11 games or 12 games. But, you know, we were getting first-round buys at will for the early 2000s with Andy. Went to four NFC title games in a row. Went to a Super Bowl. Lost to a team that was cheating. Really, we were talking about, you know, Andy getting a Super Bowl. He had one. They were cheating. Cheating. Yes, so in regards to the football game, you know, Tennessee's a nice story here, but Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, might end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. In terms of pure talent, he might have the most pure talent I've ever seen in my life. Patrick Mahomes is out of this planet good. He is the best quarterback. It's not close. It is not even close. He is on another level. The things he does on the football field blow my mind. I can't believe it. I didn't see it coming out of college. No way, no how. Texas Tech? I mean, Jesus, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win with him. He got fired from Texas Tech, got hired with with the Cardinals because, you know, him and Sean McVay once made a phone call to each other. He had, he had Patrick Mahomes and couldn't win at Texas Tech. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely blast the Titans. And no offense to Tennessee. They are a great story. Good for them. Mike Vrabel switching the quarterbacks. I mean, how many teams would switch the guy they picked number two overall for some guy they traded for from the Miami Dolphins who clearly the Dolphins had quit on? He did. Derrick Henry is on another planet right now in terms of how good he's playing. He is just running people over at will. Unbelievable story. And good for the Titans. And the Titans beat the Chiefs earlier this year. I, like, I remember that game. I just think this is Kansas City's time. I think it's their time. I think they're going to end up winning this whole damn thing. And I hope they do because I love Andy Reid. So I'll go 49ers, Chiefs, Super Bowl. And like I said, we'll talk about that whenever. And again, who really cares? The Eagles aren't in. I'm just hoping Andy Reid gets a Super Bowl. But again, thank you again for listening to The New Norm. Um, Like always, fly Eagles fly. 